Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Helena Steiner-Holstein. How are you today? First, some people call me Helena Steiner, and I have to say that now once and for all on my podcast, that's not my name. My name is Helena Steiner-Holstein. So please, if you call me out, you know, if you see me in the street and you're behind me and you call, oh, Helena Steiner, that's not me. I will not turn around. <laughs> and that has happened. And that's why I'm saying that. That has never been my name. So, yes, how are you again? And um, we are going to talk about trust. As if we haven't done that before. My goodness, we're talking about trust like every other time. But this is something that is so important to us in our daily life. Do you know that your life consists of a lot of actions, a lot of happenings, but 90% of what's happening in your life can be influenced the way you are acting and reacting and feeling about it. So you are so much in charge of your life and how you react to it. This is why, you know, you have a family with three kids and they grow up. And when they grow up, they are asked, or when they are, you know, grown up, they are asked, how was your childhood? And you will have one child who says, oh, my life was wonderful. I had a great childhood. Another child will say, it was okay. Yeah, I managed. And then the third child will say, oh, I had a terrible childhood. My parents were awful. They were unhappy. My siblings were no good and was a terrible, terrible childhood. And that's a typical thing, how we react to life around us. So it's very much up to you how you're going to act to your life and how you're going to have, what kind of life you're going to have. Well, I must tell you a little story. And I had something happening in during the night when I was sleeping. And that's a typical example, again, how you react to things. Yes, I was asleep, and all was dark around me because I have no light on anyway, except for, you know, one of those electronic candles in my bathroom. <laughs> I don't have to turn on the light in case I have to go there in the night. But otherwise, now I was sleeping, and now I hear something, but I didn't really hear because I was kind of almost sleeping or just waking up because something had bothered me. And then I feel this like a cold hand on my arm. That's not good, you know. It's very, very scary. But I, in my sleepiness still, I kind of add things together. Well, I hear those sounds and I feel this 
thing on my arm. I hope it's not a snake. So I was thinking about an animal immediately because I didn't see the reason for having a stranger in my bedroom with a burglar alarm and so on. But I was worried because particularly if it would have been a snake, I would have been absolutely terrified. I would have, I don't know, called the police. I would have done something. So I turn on the light and I look around and there on the floor sits a little frog, a cute little frog with big eyes. And you know, frogs, they move their eyes. They can see backwards and forward and sideways and everything. But now it was looking at me. I didn't want to have a frog in my bedroom. And very quickly those thoughts went through my head and I thought, my God, if I yawn or if I sleep with my mouth open, that frog could jump into my mouth and I'd be choked. And that was a horrifying idea. So I got up, turned on all the lights, and I said, I have to get that frog out of here. There was no thought about trying to kill the frog. You don't kill the frog. That's just old tradition. You try to help the frog to get out of your house. Then also, I grew up in a culture where frogs were good luck. It was good luck to have a frog on your doorstep. It was good luck to have a frog on your windowsill. And that is the way it is in many cultures. And I prefer to keep that thought. Yeah, good luck. I could have thought, I didn't think about it at that time, but I thought, oh my God, the frog in my bedroom. I have to kiss the frog. Maybe he will turn into a beautiful and tall prince. <laughs> so that was the thought later. That's kind of funny, but I didn't think so at the time. But now I spent the next hour and a half trying to catch in the middle of the night. Eventually, a man managed to trick it into the bathroom that was just there, you know, just a door in between that bathroom and my bedroom. And I opened that door and kind of, in a way, managed to trick the frog into the bathroom. And now, of course, you have to close the toilet lid and you have to close everything so that frog will not upset your pipes or, you know, do anything. Now I went to the kitchen and got a plastic container and managed to catch the frog. You know, that was quite an achievement. So I was proud of myself and the frog was was not hurt in any way. So I take it out and just drop it off under a bush in front of my house and all was fine. And I fell asleep again. I fall asleep lightly, easily, because I sleep so little. I go to bed at one in the morning, and then I get up like at seven, or at least I wake up at seven in the morning. I don't want any of you to call me up at seven, because that's a sacred time for me. That's when I meditate and just get into my deeper self. Now, lo and behold, when I went into the closet to get my clothes for the day, there was another frog. They had come into the house, both of them. And I lived so close to water, so 
I have a lot of frogs around the house. Now, it wasn't that hard to catch that frog because it was sleeping. It had fell, it had fallen asleep in one of my shoes. It looked so cute, you know, the sleeping frog is so small somehow. And it's hardly noticeable. And I just took it out and put it there where I had dropped off the other frog. And now I hope they will find each other again once the night is starting. You know, when frogs are sleeping, they don't move. <laughs> they really, they are like dead. They don't like daylight. But once the darkness comes, they see everything. So that was my frog story. And again, I believe frogs bring you good luck. That's why some people have that as jewelry. So that was the little story. And what does that have to do with trust? Well, not much. But the trust is that, yeah, I don't want the frog in my house. I really trust that I can get rid of it. I don't have to call anyone else to help me. I can do that myself. I can do that on your, on my own. And that's the, the way you have to think about a lot of things. I can do things on my own. I don't have to ask for someone to help me to do a lot of things. I see that, of course, here in Florida, where no one will clean their house on their own. They, they just want to have someone else clean the house. And then they go to all those workout places and spend money to move their bodies. Why don't you clean your house on your own? <laughs> you know, it's such good exercise. You have to stretch and you have to bend and you have to, you know, move your body. And you can have some nice music at the same time and just move with the waves of music. Anyway, so when my when I was a teenager and I was going out on a date with a boy, my mother almost kind of brought me to the door, looked at me and looked at me in, in my eyes and said, I trust you. <laughs> and she said that many times. She wasn't looking happy or unhappy or strict or anything. She just said that in a motherly way, I trust you. Be home at 12 o'clock, you know. And that was it. And again, that's what was ringing in my eyes. I wasn't quite sure what she was trusting me about. But maybe her thoughts were more advanced because I was really not into sex or anything as a teenager. Sorry, I don't know that. I'm sorry, Alexa, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I don't know why she, my table robot here, why she interrupted me. So, um, but I found out, of course, later on that this is a good way to kind of bring up your children, always to tell them, I trust you, which means I trust you behaving the way I expect you to behave in a good way. 
That's not the trust I'm talking about. You know, this happens a lot, actually. Women, usually women. Young women, old women, all women. They call me up and say, how can I ever trust my husband again? He had lunch with this woman. Or he drove this woman to her office. Why did he do that? And they get so upset. Because it's like he has left their trust. But you know, this is not the way, of course, it depends what culture you live in. If you live in America, yes, this is the culture. But if you live, for instance, in Sweden, where I have so many listeners, this is okay. Because in Sweden, men and women are friends in a different way. In America, that's not quite the case. America hasn't come to that point yet, and I hope we are going to get that soon. So how do you do this when your loved one, you feel your loved one has kind of broken your trust? Well, usually, like in those cases I tell you right now, if you had lunch with a woman, Well, they were having lunch. So what? You don't own another person. But just assume, and I think that is number one point, when you feel someone has abused your trust. Assume it was with no bad intentions. I have had lunch with so many men for business, you know, for finding out things, for making a deal together. It was just part of what I did. So I don't see that anyone would be upset about such a thing. Or if you give a woman a ride, okay, you know, it's morning. (laughs) He spent the night with you and he just sees her on the way and it's snowing or raining or something and he picks it up and takes her to work. So you always have to look at also number two. Listen to his side of the story. And once you just listen to those, and now don't make all those judgment because why should you kind of lose your trust? Because someone did something that you did not quite approve of. You don't own another person. This is something, even if you're married or you had a committed relationship together, you don't own each other. You should respect each other fully. And I think the trust and the respect, somehow they go together. So now, just find out what happened and why and Now, let it pass. Don't bring it up and nag about it. You know, one thing that I say to women a lot, don't keep on nagging about it because men have different brains. They think in a different way. It's just you have to say it once. If they want to, they hear it. If they want to, they understand it. If they don't want to, they will not hear it. That's how they function. 
<laughs> it's very basic. And the problem, you know, with men and women, we are so different in our heads, in our conceptions, in our ways, how we look at things. So now with the trust. I work out of trust myself. Not for that person that I'm working with. I'm working out to trust with my higher self. And that is the trust I'm talking about. The trust with your higher self. You trust that power within you that knows all and sees all. What is that power? I call it the light. But that is the God power. And we all have that God power within us. We can use it to different degrees. And the freer you are in your mind and in your heart, the easier you will find it to be, to use this power bank in you. This is a capital that you have within you. And I say that a lot of times. And when I do this podcast, Sometimes, you know, I twist words and so on because I don't have a manuscript. I speak freely. How freely? Well, I tune in to this higher power that I know lives within me, but it's also that higher power that's surrounding me. And where does this come from? Well, it's up there. I call this power, the God power, is up there. In the universe. Why up there in the universe? Because whatever planet is out there has access to the same power. Isn't that interesting? So many believe that this God power is only for this planet. I'm very, very open-minded. And the more spiritual you are, the more open-minded you are, the more religious you are, the more closed you are in your conception of everything around you because you are into the dogmas, into the belief that has been, religion was created after Jesus, I would say, when the Romans wanted to kind of control the people. And those were Jewish people. They had Jewish faith. They had their commandments, the Ten Commandments. So did the Arabs, you know, who lived in the same area. They all had those Ten Commandments. And they lived according to them. This was long before Jesus. This has nothing to do with Christianity. They were there as good rules to live by. And that's why when people say, oh, you cannot have the Ten Commandments on the wall to the Justice Department, I say, why not? This is not religion. I say that often, often just to pump it into your mind that you should be open about so-called what we call religious because it's not. So if you listen to the Ten Commandments, I go back to the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me, says who? Says the power. 
the power that lives within you and talks to you, the power that you trust. That is the one you should trust. Once you trust you and that power, now you have it together. Now you have it together. Trust is you trusting you. Trust is you trusting your higher self. It's that little voice that talks to you at times. Not the little voice of fear. Fear is just having a trust issue. People who have trust issues have fear. But if you have that connection with the higher power, you have God, so to speak. You have a good connection with God. You don't have to say certain prayers. You don't have to go to your particular place or worship to feel this way. You can feel it right now. And people who do what I do, you know, spiritual work, They all say the same thing, that all they have to do before a lecture, for instance, they don't need all those notes. They may need little spot, you know, reminders here and that. They know their subject, and they are getting help from above, so to speak, from this power all the time. They are channeling the talk. Just as I'm doing now, ourselves up for the higher power. That is trust. That is trust. Because it's in the knowing that I know this power is there for me. And now I feel that power is really, really there for me. Once you have that connection, you don't care if your spouse is having lunch with another woman because you know he's coming home to you afterwards. And you are strong enough within you to feel you're not left out. You're not left alone. No one has left you because you have your inner light. That is your true I am. And once you feel in this oneness, just feel it right now. You just connect yourself this moment. Take a deep breath. And here you stand in a ray of light. And just let that light shine into your thoughts. And lighten up your thoughts to positive feelings positive actions because you respect you and who you are and what you stand for. You stand for I am the light. This is this important thing about you to have this connection to the light within you. And that's why I wrote this book, The White Light. A limitless reality. It's all about me as a person connecting to that higher power and how to do it as well. 
Yes, I have a description, you know, I have all the points in the middle of the book, somewhere, point one, do, 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 all these things. And some people follow that. What I'm saying is, you don't have to read it once. And now with the book in your hand, take a deep breath and close your eyes. And just from your heart, you let go out in the universe. And you feel so connected, so connected with this higher power that you know, knows all about you, all about your past, all about your future, and all about what is the best thing for you. That power chose the road I am now. I didn't pick my job, so to speak. I didn't pick this profession. I didn't know what it was even. I didn't even know it existed. But that power started to talk to me strongly and speak more and more and more. This is your path. This is what you have to follow. And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. What are people going to say? Because I was, you know, very social. I had a good name. I had to think about my reputation. I couldn't start doing kind of weird things. And when I started, this was weird. Today, it's not weird. But I kind of, somehow, nothing went right in my life for a while. And this is how I ended up. The white light was the only one being there for me suddenly. Everyone had kind of taken off. There was no other helper. I got stuck with the light. And this is how fate acts sometimes. And I'm sure maybe out there right now there's someone who is listening. And you're standing just before that place. Oh, Where shall I go? Where will this end? Oh, there is no end. I don't know what to do. Now, the light is there. And this is the time you begin to trust that there truly, truly, truly is a place there for you. Place is waiting for you to connect. It lives right there within you. Long before religion or Christianity was started, they said that this God power lived within you. And that is actually the way it is. That power lives within us. The God power lives within you right now and at all times. Now religion came in and they said, oh no, you should worship God, you should worship Jesus and you killed him, it's your fault. You are a sinner and you should now sit and feel bad about yourself and maybe later on your God will forgive you and your God, you know, sits up in the sky, you cannot see him. And of course it's a man. That was how we have been brought up. And I shouldn't even say this on radio because this is, you know, dangerous information. 
but I live according to that. And this is the original belief, the original faith. It was there, and people believed in that until the Romans came and changed that because they had gods. They had gods in every corner of the house and they prayed to those gods. And now they came to a new kind of medium where they had Jesus you can pray to and you can see Jesus and you can see his mother, Virgin Mary. And you had all these things served to you And not through the fear, they made you believe that this is what you must believe in. You know, as you notice, you know, this is not written in the manuscript. It's coming completely out of my heart. Meaning it's channeled to me now. So it's time for me to start to speak out about these things. Meaning that we human beings are more in charge of our lives and life here on this planet than we realize. And it's about time because we live in a kind of an end time today. Things are going down for us. We have to stand up and start to make this a planet of more truth and honor There is something called the truth. The truth is very simple. The truth is never complicated. The truth is straightforward. And we know that it is what it is. You see, the grass is green. Don't allow anyone else to tell you the grass is yellow. Even if you see but particularly when you see the grass is green. So believe to trust you more and more about the one who you are. Do you know something here on this planet that we should use our fantasy, our happy fantasy, a little bit more? The fantasy is so much more important Because you can create a life in your mind. And then once you create this life in your mind, it begins to materialize. It begins to happen that way. I have this way of not making too many plans because those are human-made plans. Of course, if you have receive the committee, some kind of invitation to speak somewhere or appear somewhere, you have to follow that. But even those, if they come like a year ahead of time, I notice they somehow don't hold up. So what I like to do is just to tune in to this higher power and allow myself to be guided throughout the day and the week and the month or whatever it is. I'm guided. I'm guided to what I should do. I'm guided to what I should say. And that's also how I said, let only those people come to me who really need me. But then, if you need me, yes, do come to me. I will help you. 
on this road to have a better life. And stop all those feelings of limitation or betrayal or that you're going to be left behind or left you abandoned. There are those who walk around with those fearful feelings in them, being afraid of being left alone. It could even be that this is an old memory from a past lifetime where you actually were left alone and this is what's coming up again. You're so afraid of being alone and it is true. We are, as human beings, very dependent on each other and that's why people stay in relationships that are not good because they need the warmth, the company, the togetherness with someone else. I work with horses a lot. Uh, here in Florida, we have many horse farms. And we have noticed that uh, horses cannot be alone. You cannot leave a horse alone. It has to have some kind of company, like a stable cat. And I had a story about rats how rats used to be with a horse and just take all the wheat that was spilt on the floor. But then the owner gave the horse a powder instead. And the rats couldn't eat that or didn't like it or they didn't get to it. And those rats disappeared and the horse got so depressed because it didn't have any company anymore. So animals are the same. They want company. And if you have a pet, one single pet, see to it that you can get company for that pet one way or the other. Of course, there are some people who don't like company. It's, it's an exception. There are some animals, you know, you have a pet. It doesn't want any other animal. It just wants to keep his master or mistress to him or herself. Those things exist too because there is no 100% in anything, in any rules. Okay, we are now going to do a little meditation. And uh, as you know, I always do that at the end of my podcast. I have, I think I've said about what I wanted to know, you to know about trust, that trust is important for you to have. You have to begin to trust you. You have to begin to trust life. But it means that you have to open up to spirit more. Read my book again, The White Light, The Limitless Reality. It has won awards. Not all books do that, so it's a good book. (laughs) It really is. And from on and off, the ebook uh, becomes uh, it's a bestseller on Amazon as well. That wasn't too long ago, just a few weeks ago, I saw that, oh, it's bestseller, you know, it has the little notice on the bestseller. And um, then it disappears, maybe the day after. But that day was a bestseller. And, you know, that has happened several times with this book on Amazon, that it has been a bestseller. So, yes, it would be nice to make this book a bestseller again, that you go and buy it, but it's really for your own good. 
and it, when you buy the book, I think the hardcover is so much prettier. You, it is indestructible. It really looks so good because it has the picture on the cover, so to speak, not one of those dust covers, and it's all laminated, so you can take it to the beach, you know, it can get wet, it doesn't get ruined. And then it's a very good book for your coffee table, and once you walk by your coffee table, lift up the book, and just open anywhere, and you will get the phrase that is suitable for that moment. Many people have told me so, that if they had some kind of doubt about something or they had a question about something, they have just opened up my book, The White Light, and read what opened up in front of them. And that usually solved their problems. Yes. Now begin to relax and relax and relax. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein speaking to you with my eyes closed receiving a message from the skies and you relax and relax and relax and know that there within you you have a place called I am the light this is your origin is the eternity within you. This is the God energy within you. You feel so strong. Suddenly you feel you know. You are connected. And suddenly you notice you are totally enclosed in light, beautiful, moving light, and it rotates around you, and you open up all your spiritual frequencies, and take a deep breath of trust, of peace, of love and light, you feel you are in tune. Yes, you feel you are in tune. You are in tune with the whole universe. You are in tune with your higher self. And that made you so happy that you take a deep breath. And you breathe out. And you breathe out all old shadows and all old doubt. You are at peace. You feel so well and connected. Yes, you do. Because you are now safe. It's just a knowing of feeling safe. That is the trust in you. You are safe. You have connected with that inner light. Peace, love and peace 
within you. I am the light. You shine. You feel it. I feel it. You sing to yourself. And you are connected with the light. And now one more ray of light is coming down over you, over your shoulders. And we are brushing away all old blockages. And we are now strengthening your spine, making you straight in your thoughts, in your being, in your faith. You have faith. You have belief. You have trust. You trust the light that lives within you. You trust the light that is of the universe and is connected with you. I am, and you smile. I am a light. Yes. And suddenly around you, it's like you see joy and stars, everything around you is now full and full of energy, sparkling energy. You feel it. You know it. It's like something is coming to you. It's like a cloud of love and light is coming to you. It's your friend. It's there with a lot of power that is going to pass on to you. The power of trust within you. The power of trust. Know that this is channeled and suitable for this moment. Because it suitable for this moment when you listen in it works it is working for you and now in your imagination you are dancing around in a field full of flowers and you spread out your arms and you feel there is that light around you. It's almost that you're touching this light with your hands. And now you take that light in your hands and you feel at ease knowing that you have found your light. You found it. And you are content with this. You found it. I found it. I found the light. And you take this light and give it to your chest area. And inhale it. And now you have freed yourself from all blockages. I am the light. I am, I am the light. And now you give thanks. I give thanks. Thank you. Thank you for the message today. 
And when I count to seven, you ought to open up your eyes again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now you are in the light. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you. And we meet again soon. All is there for you in this universe. My website, bodysoulconnection.com. Again, www.bodysoulconnection.com. Or findingyourinnerlight.com. Findingyourinnerlight.com. My email, Dr. Dr. Helena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Or activate A, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A, L for love, E, at gmail.com. Keep in touch with me, please. I have always liked when you write me emails. I don't do guest talkers, you know, on my show anymore. But I could if you prefer that. But I feel, you know, I like to do this myself. It's less complicated for me because once I have a guest, we have to coordinate our times. We have to coordinate what we're going to talk about and once they're on the show they talk all the time anyway and some of my people kind of said that's good but we want to hear you too at times so that's where we are so if you have a good message of course you can write me and ask if you to be a guest on my show and uh, even if you are in Europe you know Most of my listeners are actually outside of America, although I have, you know, have America so much, so much. But still, most of my listeners are outside of America. From USA, Canada, down to New Zealand, up to Japan, China, Russia, Scandinavia, big time. Africa, South Africa, and South America. You know, thank you for being with me all this time. Thank you, and goodbye. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.